and gentlemen, welcome back to the arena world. Can you believe it's another day to be alive? What does that even mean? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be dead? What does it mean to cross over? What does it mean to ask these questions? What does it mean to have baggage or let things go? What is the point? Why are we here? Why are you here at the arena world? Why is this Sunday morning so beautiful every single time? I can't explain, but I'm really glad you came again. This is the arena world. I'm your host, Eric Arena. This is WDRB Media, every week, this week, all the time, forever. And again, I'm just glad you came. So I'm sitting here and I'm I'm just feeling like, well, okay, what, what do we need to talk about this week? What is on my mind? What is on my heart? How am I feeling? And how can this relate? And truthfully, the first thing that comes to mind for me is we're due for a change. I, some part of me feels like stale and stagnant. Another part of me feels like I'm nonstop moving, a continued collection of overwhelmed and tired. It's like this uh, back and forth push and pull in my life that is so hard to describe, but I think it has to do, and the more I started to think about it, the more the more I started to realize it had to do with me living two different lives. It had to do with me not understanding that God is looking for this congruency, this agreement, this um not like parallel, but kind of like this similar direction, forward-looking advance in our life. He's not looking for the fickle, right? So many different times God will highlight the, these people are like grass or they're like trees. They sway in the wind, right? They're in and out. They don't have a direction. They are swayed by the things around them. They are not stalwart like an ox, right? Like an ox with blinders on that it might push forward. They are a little more lost and a little more ha- not knowing their direction, I think, is a good way to, to summarize how a lot of us feel. And so I was like, I have to talk about that to some to some degree today because I feel so one foot in, one foot out of so many things in my life. And I, it just feels like the time of the time of my life. And I, and I just have this hunch, this feeling that I'm not the only one feeling this way. I'm not the one I'm not the only one feeling overcommitted yet kind of underprepared, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not the one feeling like, I'm not the only one feeling like, I want one thing one day, one thing another day, and the third thing the next, and they're never the same thing, and I can never be happy because they're not all in a line, in alignment, rather. And so that's some of the challenge and some of the thing that I want to talk to talk about today because, you know, as I sit here and always talk to you guys about God, right, that's my number one goal in this life, and the next is to glorify God, right? Let's look at Isaiah 43. These people that he that I ser- that I formed for my purpose. What was that purpose? It, the purpose that God formed us for was to glorify Him, is to serve and rule the world with Him, but m- most importantly, glorify Him. And so, when we start to fall out of alignment with that idea, and we're not doing that so much, it's easy to feel like we're confused. But I just wanted to share this idea because as I do these shows and as I begin to glorify God, I just want you to know that it's not like my things are all complete and in alignment. It's not like your things will ever be complete and in alignment. But the whole point was that we need to be. My pastor said this one time, Pastor Cliff Moore, Emmanuel Church in Denver, North Carolina. He he said something so brilliant. It really hit me over the head is that we don't really need to be saved as much as we need to be being saved because we're not going to end up in this saved spot until God judges the world. Right. And that hasn't happened yet. And so this 
this glorification that, and we're going to go over Corinthians 3 today, this glorification process will occur when we will be saved permanently. But as it relates to our relationship and our work towards getting more familiar and falling deeper in love with God, it's a continual process. Right. We see that some of the Pharisees throughout the Bible, specifically in the parables in Luke, right, they stall out. They they see themselves as sinless, so there's no need for any Jesus. Right. They look past Jesus because they don't have sin in their life. Or they don't see themselves as a sinner. They say, I'm glad I'm not like this sinner next to me. But yet Jesus says that's the one who is not saved, the one who acknowledges their sin, acknowledges the issues and the problems that they have in their own life, and brings them to God, presents them to God is the one who is saved. And so that can become a challenge because if we ever see ourselves as saved, right? And this person is not saved, then we're casting our own judgment. We're starting to relay or like rely on our own understanding and our own morality of the situation. And that's not what we're called to do. And that you're overextending yourself. We always talk about overextending ourselves as Christians and as people every day. Um, and I think that a lot of this feeling of back and forth in and out can be chopped up to overextending ourselves and not knowing our true direction and our true purpose in God, which is to bring glory to him. That's what I'm going to touch on for today. But I just want you to know that you're not alone in that feeling. You're not alone in, in feeling back and forth, left and right, up and down, especially again in these time before Christmas, after Thanksgiving, it's getting colder, all of the responsibilities, all of the bills, everything piles up quickly kind of get ahead of ourselves spending money we don't have probably someone just felt a shot in the face but anyway it's not about that what is it about i think the verse in the chapter that we'll touch here pretty good today is going to be the one and only colossians 3. and i'm always reading niv we'll we'll do some here we'll go into a break and then we'll come back and do the other half and we'll praise god all the more for his revelation of understanding for his revelation of truth and for his anchoring in, into our heart and settling into our heart as our Savior. So brothers and sisters, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for coming to the arena world. Let's just continue to move. Come on. All right, Colossians 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. How much meat can you pack into one sentence? Paul is referencing this idea of Christ being raised from the dead, right? Christ is sacrificed in the world, takes on the sin of the world, and yet comes back to life and overcomes the sin in the world. And so now we rely on Christ as the sacrifice who was raised again, who overcame the death of sin and was raised back to life again. And Peter Peter touches on this very well. Paul touches on this very well. And it, it, it was difficult for the disciples to understand what this was, what Jesus was saying as he's revealing it to them. But the writers who share after, right? Like all, all of Paul's writer uh, writers, that's not, a, well, he is a writer, but all, all of Paul's letters highlight this idea of really what Jesus accomplishes. And so this is what he accomplishes, right? This is the good news that he's talking about that he kind of flushes out in Corinthians, in Galatians, and in all of the books that he writes that you have been raised again with Christ, that you died, you, right? That's kind of the, the baptism is a symbol of this purification and restoration process of you going into the water, like the water 
in the flood that washed away the sin of the world, right? It comes out a new, pure individual, right? Who's been raised from that death that you left in the water, who has come out and gets to live a new life free of the sin of the past, right? And, and Paul here is just encouraging us to, since now that we have that, now that we can leave those things behind, now that we don't have to be in both worlds at once and know God, but know that we're living in sin, that we can hard stop and move forward. And that's the encouragement for the, for today. And that's the call out for today. What have you been dragging into this life, into this next day, into this next week? How, what have you been holding on to for 30 years that would have been better off left behind? It's never too late to let them go, yet you have to let them go to feel satisfied. You have to let them go to leave them in the past. We can dwell on things like, you know, divorce and death and, you know, job loss. We can, we can dwell on those things, but those things have a hard timestamp in your history, right? And, and you get further and further away from that timestamp as life goes on. But yet, when we dwell on it, we pull that stamp even closer, right? Sometimes, and don't get me wrong, I understand that we're human, but that uncle or whomever, you know, father, mother, whoever died, that that hurts your heart, right? It can feel like it was yesterday. And that's just our own idea and imagination of the subject and us bringing it closer, right? Okay, maybe that's a difficult topic to deal with. But as far as like things that are more worldly than even that, right? You have one job and that's to serve God and that's to love God and that's a glorified job. So if you get fired from a job for not performing correctly, you need to leave that where it was, right? Because now you bring that thing closer and it affects you and affects your future. Imagine bringing that into the future. That's that's when it really becomes a problem. So let it exist, let it fester, let it burn as it needs to. It's not like you're not human. If we're raised again and made new, then there has to be things that we don't take. There has to be things that we leave behind, right? This isn't ancient Egypt. Uh, for some reason, this this idea has been coming all over my mind, right? Egyptian pharaohs are buried with all these things that they're supposed to have in the afterlife. Yet, when we crack open the tomb 2,000 later, they're there, right? And and people will say, oh, it's in the spiritual, da 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 da, da. Oh, so that spiritual, you know, bowl is with them? That spiritual duck is with them? No, it's right there because it's right where they left it, right? Because that's not how life works, right? We can't take those things past past death, especially. And that is the whole point in the baptism. And that is the whole point in, in your restoration in Christ. And, and the good news is that we get to leave things behind in death. So that's, that's my number one encouragement. Let's begin to leave some things behind. Why are you taking it with you, brothers and sisters? Let's talk about it. But you know what? Since that is the message, since that is the the kind of idea for today. Maybe we'll push a little pause button here, pause. Maybe we'll spin into some music, spin into some encouragement. Let look, if you're with someone, if you happen to be with someone, you have to look at them right now and tell them you love them. And then say, as much as I love you, God loves you more. That's my call to you today. And if, and if you're not sitting next to someone, how about the next person you see the second you walk out of the car? If you see someone walking across the street, yell it, sound crazy, do something good in the name of Jesus Christ. That is my encouragement. That is my love. Now let's listen to some music that we can love, that God loves, and that honors him. Thank you.
Savior rings. Let earth. Okay, again, you guys do not pay me to sing. I don't think you guys pay me at all, actually, but you do listen, and I'm thankful for that. And if you ever had any inclination to support the show, if you ever had any inclination to support WDRB Media, if you ever had any inclination to support someone homeless on the side of the street, I encourage you to do it. You can do it for me specifically at anchor.com search the arena world and there's a donate button right there you can find me on facebook instagram it's all the arena world you're welcome to search me you're welcome to chat with me you're welcome to anything that i have if you need it it's yours and i think in the first half of the episode we only got through about one verse and that sounds about my pace so maybe we could speed it up a little bit in the second half but let's see welcome back verse two Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, right? Now we have a new life where we're raised out of the ground, hitting, we're hitting this right back in stride here, is we're not focusing on the things that we left behind. We're not, we left the earth behind to take on heaven and God, right? We, we, we chose world number two, right? Revelation 21, we, we know that the first heaven, the first earth will pass away. And so we're, we're, we're setting up camp in the set in new jerusalem right that that's where we want to abide that's the place that sounds good to us and so we have to leave jerusalem one behind to establish second jerusalem right that new jerusalem rather and that's got to be our mindset is to leave those things behind and focus on things that are above with god because new jerusalem will come down from heaven right and so we have to focus on it up until it's up there and or while it's up there until it comes down here that's our goal and yes i was probably talking away from the microphone right now but just imagine me looking up 
at New Jerusalem. Amen. Put to death, or sorry, let's not jump so far ahead. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When you, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And this is a great reference to the glorification that will come for those who are raised again in Christ. And this can be, you know, kind of explored all throughout Corinthians. I won't go too detailed into it. It's truly a, a pretty dense um, kind of topic that's that's very biblical, but this is a little bit lighter here, and so we will press on. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now he lists these things. So he's asking you, if you are new, if you truly are who you say you are, a new young man or woman in Christ, and I don't mean like age on earth, I mean like, is this thing new for you? Are you new in Christ? Are you made new in Christ? All right. Put to death, therefore, whatever brings your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Right. These are the things that pollute the world is what he's saying. He, these are the things that skew our minds away from God. These are the things that have us commit to the evil and not the good. These are the things that have us. If you if you really think about them, they're all for personal gain in the body. Most of the time. Right. Sexual Im immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed. Right. It's all this m me, me perversion. Right. You used to walk in these ways, a full-on acknowledgement, right? It's not like it's, it, he, he's just acknowledging the reality of our relationship with God and our relationship with this new life, right? We were there. We, it's not like we get to just say it never happened, right? But we do change. So listen, you used to walk in these ways and the life you once lived, again, an old life, former life that you've left behind now, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So now, as we are able to set aside the past life, we should be more able to set aside past differences. That's something that becomes challenging, right? As we see brothers and sisters practicing in different churches, kind of adhering to different doctrine, things can get jumbled, right? But no, the, the oneness is in Christ. Oneness is established in Christ. Oneness is not established in a church with a certain title. The, the oneness is established in Jesus Christ and in his Holy Spirit, right? That is how we can achieve a oneness is that we're all operating in the same spirit. And Christians can attest to this, especially when they are, they have a, something on their heart, on their mind. And then you meet at Bible study on Tuesday. And someone brings up the scripture that kind of answers and addresses exactly what you've been thinking about. That is, the, that is you guys operating in the same spirit that you might all be fulfilling each other's strengths and weaknesses and kind of weaving in and out, creating a, a stronger knit tight community. 
it's a beautiful thing, but it'll, it, how can we do that if we're still one foot in, one foot out of this past life that we're supposed to be leaving behind, who feels all these negative emotions, right? That lies to each other, that rages, slanders, you know, expresses great anger, right? If you have a new life in New Jerusalem, these worldly things are not supposed to affect you the same way, right? If, especially if Christ warned us about the things that were coming, why are we up in arms about the wars and the pestilences? If we were told from the beginning that it would get worse before it got better and now it's getting worse, why are we confused? Why do we ask where God is when he told us this is how it would be, right? It's easy it's easy to get up in arms about these things, but we have to sit back, develop an understanding that we are not in control, that we do not say the way things are, but God does. He physically says the way things are, and they are, and we align ourselves with that word, right? This oneness as here, but Christ is all and is in all. Verse 12, again, this is Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, close yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I love how he says clothe, clothe here, like clothe yourself with it. Because when we wear clothes, other people can see them. Now, that might be the most profound thing that I've ever said, but it's really just highlighting what Paul is saying here, right? Is that he wants us to wear these things. He wants these things to be visible to other people, that this is who we are, right? He And it's interesting because not a lot of the, the Christian life is an outward expression. But here, these qualities are. These qualities are what is of God and how he wants to be represented Right in the previous verse, he talks about being made in this image of God. Well, that being made in that image comes with this responsibility to represent God, right? Just as you represent your company at a meeting and you can't get drunk at lunch or you can't curse about the thing, right? Paul's asking us to have the same responsibility towards your relationship with Christ, right? Therefore, as God's chosen people, this is who we represent now, God's chosen people and him himself being made his image, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, right? That should be something that people see when they look at us. They should see a great deal of compassion. They should see like a, a necklace of kindness, a smile of kindness, right? They should see a, a deep level of humility a soft touch of gentleness and, and long-suffering patience, right? This is the kind of things that they should see when they look at us who are God's chosen. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And if one and if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Right? That and think about what deep commitment that Jesus had to this forgiveness, that he would give up his life in order to achieve a full and thorough forgiveness of all sins, right? And he's asking us to, to have that same thing. <laughs> now, can we accomplish exactly what Jesus, Jesus did? No. But can we show and wear this idea of forgiveness on our heart that people might see it and be interested in who we are and the way that we live? Yes, of course we can do that. How can how could they have stolen money from you 
and you have forgiven them, right? It's a challenge. It's a real challenge. But he's asking us to dig deeper than that and realize that, okay, you're going to continue to make money back. That person might have stolen it because they really need it. Not that it's forgiving what they actually did, but God didn't cast that person into hell, right? You can still be the example for them to save them, to be a part of their salvation, right? Salvation comes from Christ, but that how are people going to know about Christ if you don't tell them, if you don't show them that same love, if you don't represent that same humility and gentleness, how? Explain to me how, because I haven't seen it. The only, the only opportunity that we have is to be our own best example of what he has done for us. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. So love, love comes on as this like final belt. And I'm not talking about like the, um, like what Paul says about wearing this like armor of God, right? This is now kind of Eric's more corny version of what it looks like to be in love with God. And right. You have, you have this beautiful necklace and, and this top on, you have these pants and these shoes that are shining and you're prim and taken care of because you're, you're one of God's children, but you have this beautiful belt at the end that just comes in as a centerpiece that holds you together in a way. And that is love. And then we'll kind of close this up with let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and to be thankful and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all the wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father through Him. Honestly, that is just such a blessing. I hope this show was a blessing to you today. I hope you will continue to listen. I hope you will continue to listen. I hope you will continue to research and understand who God is and how deeply he loves you. I love you all. I thank you all. And in Jesus' name, we are continuing to to rise into this new life. Thank you for coming to WDRB Media. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Thank you for your continued contribution to the show. Questions, comments, anything that's the arena world at anything. In Jesus' name, we're going to carry on. And in Jesus' Jesus' name, we're going to glorify God.